Welcome back to These Amazing Places podcast. This is Adam, and this week Doug's not with me again because we're finishing off our Mansfield Reformatory audio as a continuation from last week's podcast. I'm back from Disney, and we'll cover Disney probably for quite some time now. I have quite a bit of audio and a lot more details that we can cover when Doug gets back in the studio with me and uh, hopefully the discussion will be good for you as well as anyone else that has been to Disney and wants to just listen to our ride-throughs. Uh, also, another announcement here. We messed up on our voicemail and there was a miscommunication between our voicemail server and us. Our number is actually has an extension to it. So if you've called it and you're like, oh, I wanted to leave a message. Well, now's your chance. And here is the number. It's 641 641- 715-3900, extension 53056. Let me say it again. The number is 641-715-3900, extension 53056. And because of that miscommunication, we are opening the contest back up for a free t-shirt from the put bay podcast. If you didn't listen to that, well, call the number, the first person to call it. Uh, please leave your name with some contact information so we can get a hold of you and mail you this t-shirt. It's a large t-shirt from Putin Bay when Doug went. But just call that number and the first person to call it gets a free t-shirt. Uh, so other than that, this week we are covering the second part, as I mentioned earlier, of the Mansfield Reformatory Hollywood Tour. This is where Shawshank Redemption, um, Air Force One, and a couple other different movies and music videos were filmed. You'll hear our little uh, progress here as we continue the tour and finish out. And as I mentioned, we'll come back with Disney the following week. So anyway, here's the audio, and I'll see you at the end. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Central Guard Room. The Central Guard Room was used in Shawshank Redemption and Air Force One. This room was used for the cafeteria in Shawshank Redemption. Remember the pillars? Remember the arched windows behind them? Now, the only difference is, is that in Shawshank, they didn't have these big glass windows up right here on either side of us. The reason why these glass windows are there, you may ask yourself, is because of the fact that we like to keep this heated or cooled depending on what time of, year, time of year it is, because we rent this room out for parties, for birthday parties. We rent it out for wedding receptions. We rent out the prison grounds for weddings. So people have weddings here. Actually, one of our, uh, one of our tour guides, she's getting married here in a week or two. So, uh, and I think you're, you're gonna have the black and white little stripe thing going on, which is gonna be pretty cool. So, um, but they're getting married here. But the other thing is, is that, so, so we keep this, this is kind of, we were able to restore some of this. As you can see, it's, it's really, it's really nice in comparison to some of the other uh, parts of the prison. Um, now, if you notice, anybody tell me who those portraits are up there? Stalin and Lenin. That is correct. Stalin and Lenin. The reason why Stalin and Lenin is in a prison here is because those are actually rocks. Those are rocks from the movie Air Force One. When the Russian general was here, from the west cell block. He comes walking through. He comes walking out towards the uh, towards the exit sign there. But they did a quick shot of Stalin and Lenin as he was walking out. And 
and then they just left them posted up on the wall because they figured, eh, you know, they're going to tear down the place anyways. You know, it doesn't matter. So, now the next thing is, is that in, in all actuality, this room um, where, the, where the people are sitting down right back there, there was a bench. There was a bench back there that was called the mourner's bench. And the mourner's bench, in, uh, in real life, this is where they would bring uh, the new prisoners or the new inmates into, in, into the... Um, and, and to the central guard room and sit them down and shackle them to the chairs. Now, they would shackle them to the chair and let them sit there and think about what they've done to earn themselves a trip here to the prison. That's why they called it the mourner's bench. Um, and see, when this prison was originally open, it was open for youth offenders um, and for nonviolent crimes. So, you know, seeing this huge room as a young child or a kid, 16 years old, you're pretty you're pretty scared, because it's so huge, it's so open. Um, as a reformatory, the purpose of a reformatory uh, was to reform you, not to put you in jail and let you rot. Um, in the 1800s, they believed that a lack of religion was a good reason for you uh, breaking the law. That was why you broke the law, because you didn't go to church. So they forced you to go to church um, when you uh, came here. So then also, when you came in, there was another thing that you had to do. You had to get a trade. So by getting that trade, by coming here, what they would do, they'd give you that trade and see all of the food, all of your clothes, the cotton and everything for your clothes, everything was made here in the, in the facility. Um, and they had you working, doing different jobs. So you learned, how, you learned about agriculture. Um, you learned about weaving. You learned about wood shop. You learned about just various different things uh, while you were here so that you would have some type of talent or skill by the time that you left. The, um, the last and the last thing basically is your education. They, they felt that you had to have a very high education in order to succeed on the outside. And most of the youth defenders that would uh, come in here, they did not have an education at all. So they taught them how to read and write before they left. Um, now, off to, our, off to our right here, or my right, your left, um, is the West Cell Block. And the West Cell Block was the first cell block that was actually um, constructed here. Then came the East Cell Block. The East Cell Block is the largest freestanding um, steel construction in the world, okay? This is the largest freestanding cell construction in the world. This is in the Guinness Book of World Records. So if you want to take a couple of pictures of that, feel free to do that. Um, but now, what I'm going to do is ask you the questions. No questions. I have no questions. No. All right. So now what we're going to do is um, I'm going to ask you, please, please follow these instructions to the T. Okay? As you're walking down on the west cell block, okay, we're going to have ample time to take a look at the inside of cells if you want to, okay? But please do not walk out onto the catwalk on any of the levels other than the bottom level, okay? There is no gates on this side. You can fall over. Um, so, and then also, for us taller people, watch your head as we're walking through. Uh, back in the 1800s, people obviously were a lot shorter than us and a lot thinner than us sometimes, so we have to keep our arms in so we don't get our, our, our funny bones as we're walking down. So go ahead and follow me on it. All right. What's up, 
about everybody. All right, if I can ask everybody to come out of the cells for a temporary time, I'm going to give you a chance to be able to go into the cells, take pictures, do all that other stuff. Um, but if I can get you guys up against the wall, kind of down, like single file line and so forth, so you can all see what I'm, what I'm going to do, a couple demonstrations and things like that, because I want you to kind of be able to see some of the stuff that's up top. All right, now, um, have, you, have any of you guys heard of um, a group called Godsmack? How many people heard of Godsmack? Wow, we got a bunch of people in. Sweet. Sweet. Alright, um, up top from the bottom here, if you look at the different colors in the in the paint here, from here to up top on the second level, you see the different colors? Godsmack came in and they decided they were going to do a video called Awake. Here, I don't know how many of you know uh, the, the video Awake. That was actually took place on the second tier up here. Um, the other, how many people have heard of uh, Lil Wayne and Baby? Alright, Lil Wayne and Baby. Um, not, you know, there was no prisoner here that was that special that got a gold cell. Um, but Lil Wayne and Baby, when they shot the video, no DJ, they used this cell right here. Um, the other thing is that, how many, I forgot, how many people actually seen the movie Air Force One? Sweet. All right, when it was a Russian prison, when they were releasing the general, um, there was a bunch of, uh, the, the, the Russian prisoners were standing out on the second level up here, and all you seen was their shorts and their legs. Now in that movie, that took place in the middle of winter in Russia, right? Well, it was actually winter here when they were doing that. So like all that snow and everything you seen, that was real snow. Um, these windows behind you up at top, not all of the, the panels and everything are there. So cold air was coming in. So as an extra in this movie, I don't know if I could have done it because they said, you know, you got to go stand up there in your boxer shorts, no shoes on, no socks on, just stand there and go, hey, 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 and all they're going to see is your legs. Just to be extra in the movie, hey, so you can say, hey, you know what, I'm the third hairiest leg down, that's me. <laughs> so, um, but, but however, however, so that's, so that was filmed here and that was filmed here. Now, on Shawshank, back to Shawshank, what's wrong with this prison in comparison to Shawshank and to these cells? Anybody? You. The cells were on both sides, that is correct. The cells aren't on both sides here. Nowhere in the prison are, are there on both sides to where they're facing each other. What they did was the director decided, he says, you know what? I can't get those shots that I want to get from the second tier down here. You know, without having to bring in all this heavy equipment and trying to figure out how to get it in here um, in one piece without having to reconstruct it. So they said, you know what, let's go ahead and film downtown. We'll build an identical set to make it look just like how these look. Because the cells, the bars and everything look identical to this in Shawshank. But there's two sides. Um, so what he did was they, they filmed downtown a portion of it, and then they filmed the other portion here. Um, and the, on, the only part that sells that, uh, that Shawshank was filmed here was the solitary confinement site. And we're going to go down to solitary here shortly. Um, but before we go down to solitary, Terry, just give you an idea of how they would have worked these cells. When they close the cell, okay, when they close the cell, none of these cells close anymore. What's going on? But um, when they would close the cell, this bar right here, will lock down all the cells, okay? And how they would operate this bar is they would come down here, 
say, for instance, you just wanted this guy out right here, you just unlock his cell, leave all the other cells locked. Okay? Then what you would do is, since the cells are do this whole lever right here, since the cells now are locked, now they can't open up because of this little piece right here would be behind this. So now they can't open up. But on his cell cam, if I did this, so then push this down. Once prisoner can be opened up and he can be let out. Now I let you roam into the cells, take some pictures, do some other things. Um, please do not close the cells behind you because the door may get stuck.
locked in solitary confinement, you can be in there for at least, and I would guesstimate because that steel is pretty thick, they're gonna have to cut through it with a steel torch or something like that in order to even get you out. So you could be in there for about five or six more hours. And unless you want to stay on the store for five or six more hours in a dark cell in solitary confinement, I please urge you not to touch the doors or try to close the doors. You're gonna get a chance to look inside solitary confinement. Um, into the cells, but do not, do not, I repeat, please do not close the cells. Welcome to solitary confinement. The cell that we passed right down there, if you've probably seen the still for, uh, photo, is like the third one in. That was where they filmed uh, Andy, uh, well, filmed the warden. They used the camera, they put the camera inside of the solitary confinement cell. They filmed the warden from this side. On the other side, they tore down the doors off of solitary confinement, and they filmed Andy in his cell. So the doors weren't really closed, you see. See, what they did was they had to use two different sides because of the fact that the camera wouldn't fit in the hallway properly and fit inside of the cell without being seen. But in real life, let's get down to real life, because that's as much as I'd really talk about, and then that would be pretty boring because you didn't really hear too much about solitary confinement. Solitary confinement. Solitary meaning what? By yourself. One. Solitary meaning one. Solitary confinement at many times held more than one prisoner in one cell, especially in overcrowding uh, situations. Um, even in, you know, whenever the, the inmates decided that they wanted to start a riot or do something crazy, you could get up to four people in one of these small cells. You could spend up to Nine, or 60 days, 90 days, six months in one of these cells. When you got put into the, one of these cells, you did not get your normal chow. Your normal chow would consist of some slop and some more slop and maybe a milk or a juice or something like that. But no, you, didn't, you weren't lucky enough to get that. You got broth and a piece of bread. That's what you were given to eat while you were in this cell. You didn't get that three times a day, you got that one time. So you're locked in that cell, and there was in particular incident that I was told about that there was more, there was four to five people in each one of these cells. Okay, now they were all stacked on top of each other in there, and if you were the smallest guy in that cell, guess what? You just didn't eat that day. Now the other thing is, the other thing is, is that there's also, there was something that was told to us, and it wasn't told to us just by one person, it was told to us by, uh, by many people. So we believe it to be very true. In one of these solitary confinement cells, there was a gentleman, or I won't even call him a gentleman, I'm going to just call him a guy, because a gentleman wouldn't do this. Uh, this guy uh, decides that he wants to play a game of Clue, and he gets a metal pipe somehow, breaks out of his cell, and kills the, uh, the guard who comes around the corner. He hid in between the sides right there, bashes the uh, guard's head in, and he dies. He then grabs the guard's keys. He comes down to every one of these cells, asks the inmates that are in these cells would they like to come out and start a riot with them. They all slammed their doors right back and said, we're not going to have any part of this. That guy got to meet firsthand old Sparky. <laughs> when he was caught um, for killing a guard. Also, um, there's been a lot of paranormal activity that you know ghost hunters and everybody else who've been down here 
that they said they experienced. On this last cell that's right here, there's an X on the door. And the reason why there's an X on that in particular door right there is because of the fact that there's very, very high, high paranormal activity that comes out of that cell. Um, the other thing is, is that in, in solitary confinement, you did not get a shower a week like the general population. See, general population, they got to get shower once a week. That was great, right? You get to shower once a week. I like to shower once a week. I had too many this week, but no. Um, but what they would ha what would happen is they they get their once a week shower. Down here, you didn't get a shower until you were released. So if you were down here for six months, and back when the prison was originally open, see these are luxury items that you see in these in these cells now. Before there was no bunk, there was no toilet, there was a hole in the ground. And then on top of that, before you even went into the cell, into solitary confinement, you had no clothes on, no boxers, no nothing. You were, had your birthday suit on and you were in there. And that was it. So, you know, all the bugs, everything else that was down here, and they kept this at a nice cool 90 degrees all the time. Um, and that's pretty much solitary confinement. And that's what you would you would experience if you were down here in solitary confinement. Any questions? No questions? Feel free to take a look inside. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at this point in time, we are coming to a conclusion on our tour. As I go up through here, we're going to head out through, we're going to head past this, uh, this cell. How many of you guys in here are Cleveland Brown fans? Wow, not too many. <laughs> Go Pittsburgh! Yeah! I'm going to say that all day. Ooh! Okay. Now, how many of you know who Kevin Mack is? Kevin Mack? Kevin Mack? Okay. Kevin Mack was actually locked up here. Okay? When Kevin Mack was locked up here and was about to be transported here from Cleveland, the, um, the warden and all the guards thought it might be a good idea to paint the finger paint uh, the the, the finger um, fingerprinting booth where they did all the fingerprints at orange and brown to make him feel like he was at home because this was going to be his home for a couple of years so um, so they did that so as we're walking out if you look to your right there's a little cage right there you can see the orange and brown still on the wall so come on up the room that we're in right now. This is, this is where the mail room was at. This was the mail room. This is where all the mail for all the inmates would come into. Now, prisoners aren't allowed to have the same type of mail that you and I are. They can't get a copy of their favorite magazine, which Maxim was a very popular magazine here in the later years of the prison. Um, but they weren't allowed to have stuff like that. Um, in the original days, they weren't allowed to have any newspapers in the prison. They weren't allowed to have any outside information on the prison whatsoever when the prison was originally constructed because they wanted to keep you, keep you confined mentally as well as physically. Um, but when you would get your mail in, your mail would come into this room here and you had people that were dedicated to opening your mail. This was one of the only places in the United States that it's legal for another person to open up somebody else's mail is in, is in prison. 
if they're allowed to open up your mail. If you do that anywhere else, you will end up in prison. So, the, but the funny thing is, is that they would open up the prison. They will try to find out if you were writing any uh, gang letters, if you had anything, uh, any contraband coming in and so forth. And if you did have contraband coming in, not only did you get to, get to go to the hole, but the person who sent you the contraband got to come in and join you. So, um, and, and they, use that, they use that for for years and years, and they still use it to this day. They check your mail to make sure there's no contraband or anything like that. But obviously the mail rooms are a lot bigger. That's what surprised me when I found out that this was the mail room because of the fact that it's such a tiny area, um, and there were so many prisoners here. So not all of the mail must have been checked. So that's how sometimes certain things get into the, uh, to the prison system. However, we are now at the conclusion of our tour. I do thank you all for coming out um, and spending your afternoon with me and Jody, our pusher, way back there. But we are going to uh, go ahead and head out this way here. You're going to be able to see parts of the prison that have actually been finished. And once again, we hope you really enjoyed that audio. That was the second part of the Bansfield Reformatory Tour. Uh, the Hollywood tour. There is actually an East Wing and a West Wing tour. Those are more geared towards the uh, historical uh, attributes of the building. But if you're coming through Mansfield, Central Ohio, and you want to check out, check it out, each tour runs about an hour, and uh, they usually run back to back. So um, you can purchase tickets for each one. It was it was around eight dollars per person. But if you already went on one tour, you could take your receipt back purchase the next tour for five dollars so it was cheaper than um, having to purchase one individually after the other we will include show notes this week so you can check out the links to this place and uh, other areas around Um, but we really hope you enjoyed that audio next week we'll bring you some disney stuff doug will be back with me in the studio and as always you can contact us through our webpage. click on the contact page submit an email through there Or call our voicemail line and get on the air, 641-715-3900, extension 53056. And don't forget about our contest. The first person to call after this is released, you'll get a free Put-in-Bay t-shirt. It's a large size. Don't forget to include your contact information so we can get a hold of you. Okay, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. This podcast may not be redistributed or re-recorded without prior written consent from theseamazingplaces.com.